This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode. I know you're probably curious as to why the last episode did not have a visual and why this episode still hasn't gotten a visual yet, but it will come to pass. According to how I normally work, I make the artwork after I make the podcast episode, but since the last couple of days are a whirlwind of getting things done, I haven't gotten the chance to actually properly make the artwork to actually back this work. It's the same, same applies to some of the client commissions i have i mean i know there's at least two people who are wondering why they haven't gotten artwork from me but it's because i've had to take a break a little bit because with the work that i actually have in hand outside of the work in the office the work that i have in hand is is really demanding and i don't want to mess it up by pushing myself too much and maybe even making the mistake of staying up way too late and trying to make artwork that ends up failing me even more than it actually makes me even better and it's it's a it's a dangerous and a weird uh, balance i'm trying to find and mainly the, the fear that i have is that i'll actually end up making a mistake of trying to build up so much in a very short period of time and it ends up making me suffer and i know that sounds like i'm repeating myself over and over again but the main concern i have is the quality of work i create not only even for the advertising and marketing i put for this podcast but also the work that i create for my clients and i've said it once once before not only in conversation with my friends but i'm gonna say it here again i'd rather be late with great shit than early with bullshit and it's it's a, a mantra I have and it does not work perfectly for commerce, but it's the one thing I, I always try push myself to actually not get to that level by doing the following. If I feel I'm about to get some work done and it's going to take a week, I aim at doing it in half that time. So if, if I say four days, I'm aiming at finishing the work in two so that I can use the last two days for correction. It's almost like the same technique for my Nairobi 8 for four people. The technique you used to be taught for exams was you read through all the questions all the way till the end. And then after you've read all the questions, come back piece by piece and find the simplest ones that you're very certain of the answers you're going to give. And then you do those ones first. Now, with that in, in mind, I was choosing to do the same thing for my application in life I, I i take those same principles that i was taught and i take them into whole other realms because that's just how i function i take the small techniques even those that may not have worked in my favor when i was in going through academia but they work in my favor in the end because case in point i feel it it, it would be a failure in my part if i didn't constantly ask myself questions as to why certain things are the way they are for example there's this thing that i watched it was um, a conversation between uh sean diddy combs puff daddy or whoever you want to call him now i'm, I'm not even sure if he still calls himself diddy it's, it's uncertain to know how this harlem ceo keeps changing his name and it was a conversation he's called in, it's called in the meeting and it's him and his mentor here a, a man he describes as his mentor a guy called ray dalio and ray dalio is a multi-billionaire who's a, a business investor and an author and he does a, does a lot of work as far as trying to educate people in their business principles and there was a book he wrote about the principles of how to function in business i don't remember the episode top of mind but there's a conversation they were having that was describing work ethic and the, in the same conversation they mentioned this thing and i've heard billionaires mention it over and over again and business uh, personalities are always using this particular phrase they say never do it for money and i know sometimes 
when you're when you're coming from a world where you don't have a, a real career that could actually sustain you further from that which you're trying to do in the first place that statement sometimes comes off a bit standoffish or it comes off a bit disingenuous and when i think about that i think about my reaction when i was told about how you're supposed to work to the betterment of yourself and this is a thing i learned about that when they say don't work for money just work for the idea of it and the residual effect is money i kind of get where they're coming from even though in the current day and age where everything is monetized rather instantly it doesn't come natural for us to accept those particular terms i say that to say this when i got into the professional world i I revert back to a statement that i had with my dad my dad told me in the first couple of moments when you get into that workspace you will be used unless you're being used the idea that you need to take with you is learn the the in intricacies and the inner workings of the particular space once you know how things work not in a malicious machiavellian type way but just learn for the sake of learning and the whole idea is if you can't be in a position to learn from these maestros or individuals who you look up to who even have welcomed you into the space that you're that you're working in you won't be able to go further as far as then using whatever skills you learn in that space to go now question yourself personally how much further you could push the work yourself because that's the whole idea you you take an experience from one space and then when you leave that space you go forth and try use those experiences to your advantage to what extent are you going to push yourself to make sure that when you are working you're working not only professionally but with integrity and my first paycheck was 2000 shillings I wouldn't call it a paycheck it was basically I was an intern who was made possible to have fare to get to the office and that turned into bigger money there's a podcast that I did previously that touched on that so I'm sure when you run through these these 100 plus episodes you'll find it when the time comes and when I think about that my driving force at that time was just to learn how the inner workings of a professional space were and when I was given the opportunity to actually ask for what figure I want to start working I thought about sustenance I thought about what what do I need to be mobile enough to learn the inner workings of a certain work corporate workspace and when I was given the opportunity to do that and I worked in that space further in I was granted the opportunity to make money in that space by even I think it was 4 years or 5 years in when I was given a raise and it wasn't born from me asking for the raise it was born from them saying okay you've proven your capacity to do this and you've gone above and beyond in this particular work so here is our way to make sure that you're even more comfortable so we can do even more work together and I see how that particular dynamic works I get the whole idea of rank and file I get the whole idea of why one person would make more money than you do it may not be a comforting situation because I know there's some individuals who they think about um, their corporate space and how a person could be put above you simply because they're related to the individual who you work for but that's just uh how a, a workspace potentially could be and you could remove yourself from that space when you have made yourself ready to go into another venture or into another field or into another potential engagement and it's it's why I'm always keen on the steps of hesitation to just at the drop of a hat leave such such certain spaces because i think it's important not only for an individual but also for a person in business or a person who even even if you work in as a, as an employee in a business it's important for you to actually consider one of two things number one how will i be able to sustain myself as i plan my, my way forward number two of what value would it be for me once i leave this space and i go out into the world and i start uh, venturing into 
how how much further I could make money or how much further I could be successful. These things are very, very important because they dictate to what extent successes can be found. And also to be able to know your value thereafter because and the, when you say know your value, I think you have to know your personal value as far as what you believe the skills you create are worth in future and when when i say what they're worth in future is you can actually have a proper value gauge when the time comes in the in the in the later years i for one have a, have the hardest time when it comes to coming up with quotations for certain works especially if it's works i've never done before so sometimes i won't even take a job if i know that if from, if from the jump not only can i not quote for how much supply i need for the job or how much uh, extent of maybe profit margin i'd like to make in the job if i can't even quote for it i think i'll probably ask for a period to do the research and after i do the research i'll come back to the person who i'm actually having conversation with and then we do what's necessary thereafter and it's never really that hook line and sinker for me and i, I think about it and when it when i think about how the money always comes it's it's one of those things where I, I was questioning that so much because I watched that episode of the Diddy conversation with Roy, uh, with Ray Dalio, and I didn't touch on it. I just kept on swirling it in my head because I always feel like that statement for it's don't don't think money when you're getting into business. I always feel like that's it. It's, it, I feel, it feels like a lie because you want to be successful, you want to be rich, but you can't really gauge how rich you want to be. You, you have targets, you set targets, and when you hit those targets, you're a happy guy, and. When that one happens, you then define the value that you're worth. And then you start thinking about your personal values of what is your personal value, not only to yourself, but to the world that you want to be a part of in the business side. It It's not really that clear, even to me. And even as you can hear this conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it clear to myself as I go. But then I watched this uh, episode of, there's, there's, an, there's one other podcast that thoroughly enjoy it's 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 more it looks more like a vlog because it comes out on youtube but it's a podcast it starts i think it, it's life begins on soundcloud and it moves into a different space and it's called uh brilliant idiots it has akash saying real life cars and um andrew schultz who's like the main are uh, they're the main leader the captain of, the, of that ship and he brings all those people together and when i started listening to and watching this individual the first time i heard of andrew schultz i never really was a fan because i felt he was a bit too abrasive or it was just a bit too harsh but then i came across flagrant too and the whole idea that is the underbelly of the entire show is not that they discuss sports but it's because they dis- they discuss flagrancy and the idea behind flagrancy is to just be as brash as possible to just mention things that you'd be you'd be questioning yourself if, if you have actually are going to be able to to be entertained by these people and take that which they're saying and when when i i saw that i got comfortable because i could see what he was doing is he's trying to to push the envelope of how far is too far without being hurtful but to just find humor in every kind of weird situation and when i listened to that and then in in every so often he'll speak all the successes he's made there's a a a stand-up special he did and he released it on youtube called uh views from the sis and he released it as bits of comedy piece by piece putting them online and in total he got he garnered a million views plus and prior to that he did 441 which where he broke down how you warm up your material and how you learn how to make your material become even longer living in stand-up and as a guy was really fascinated by stand-up comedy i figured it wouldn't hurt to actually watch that show and when i when i did i was i was entertained he's actually funny then i watched views for the sis i I don't think i've actually finished watching views for the sis from the sis my bad 
I'm going to go back to it, but it's bits and pieces of a stand-up special which have been spliced up in order for you to really constantly come back. And for every joke and every bit, it becomes an episode of a show. And for every joke and every bit, when you see the episode and you enjoy what is being said in the space, you end up becoming more of a fan because it's like, oh, so, so that's the theory behind it. The whole idea is make it possible for guys to be entertained by that which you're saying. Who's going to argue with such facts? It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful template. It works perfectly, especially for in, in, in to their advantage. And he was announcing something in his most recent episode where he was talking about how the latest episode he's doing is... He, he was talking about how this deal that he was chasing for years and years has finally come to life. And in April of next year, he's finally shooting his first special and he's being paid more than a million dollars to do it. So in a year, I've watched this guy move from putting his content online for free to being asked by a big network to actually shoot a special because he has the audience he requires because you put the content out for free and then you go on tour with your stand-up special to actually be able to get an audience that would actually pay money to come watch you do a special so now that you have the attention and people are actually having traffic driving your way and you can see an actual swelling in audience he gets to be successful he didn't do it for money he did it for influence so he could make money so the ends justified the means as far as making free content on a space like youtube and it worked to his advantage and I see what he was going for. And it is really, really awesome for him to say that. And to watch a guy make his podcast material also at the same time as he's making his views from the stand-up episodes come to life. And at the same time, he's a part of brilliant edits with the with the Charlemagne the God. And at the same time, Charlemagne the God has many other shows that he's doing himself. So it's, it's basically two workhorses going side by side in different careers, different career paths. One is a broadcaster, one is a, a stand-up comic, and they still make content come to life side by side. It's one of the coolest things ever. It's like putting countless hats on. And I think about that and I think about when I was making this podcast. This podcast has been up and it, this is the 111th episode. And it's funny that it's called the 111th episode because this episode is a few blocks away from the road I grew up on. And I've said it on this podcast before. Growing up on Gong Road, you knew what class lines looked like. When you live on the parastatal side, where meteorological department was, and then you cross on Gong Road, and you cross Naivasha Road, and you see James Gishuru Road, and you see Riara Road, you knew where you belonged. And it, the people who lived in the, on those roads were not shy of telling you where you don't belong. And I accepted that later it took a while to accept those facts but i accepted it but then when time went by and i learned how to do business and i learned how to make myself something and i learned how to actually spread myself thin and willingly stay up late nights to get the work done and make material come to life i was glad that i would actually have a swell up that would actually better me a lot of commercial work that i create was born from a, a tenacity that i have to actually constantly push myself and learn how to make drawings for those who've missed any comic book that I've released or, or are angry that they haven't seen another comic book that I've created trust and believe in this entire time that I've been away I've been pulling a James Cameron for lack of a better way to put it I've been bettering the skills that I have before I release the next thing that I'm going to create and I want the next thing that I create to become an epic product I've spent the last better part of seven months looking at different drawing styles that I think I could manipulate into this ten different story ideas that i have and that i'm changing the format of how i release books is also very important to me because i'd like to reach a level where especially for my personal projects 
for those that I'm, I'm doing in partnership with guys, I'll work with the template that they're willing to work with. So as far as Shadow Workers is concerned and as far as Enrough is concerned, early next year we intend to have books out for that because those are partnership products. They, those require me and my and the team that is tied to that specific project to actually come into an agreement and we make those things come to life. But as for things that are personally mine, my own personal creations, my entirely with everything, the inner workings of those particular stories are fully 1,000% mine, those ones I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hold back until I have a perfect formula to actually release them and to release them following each other perfectly. And I think that's why TV shows take a break, record the seasons, and after they record the seasons, then they release the project. Because I, I really hoped I would be able to release and sustain myself by releasing comic books on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis, but it, it, it's, it wasn't sustainable. That's why the professional commercial work came to life. But even the professional commercial work that I'm doing, it's to fund and to better the pet project that we have, which we have made no money from as far as me and my partners are concerned. We've made no money from it. We're close to the finish line and I think once the project is released, the whole world will understand why a person would actually let himself sleep late at night or not sleep at all and host concerts and be in in, in, in radio from time to time and make a podcast which he makes no profit from thus far and hopes to have enough of an influence so by the time that this this podcast gives me a way of sustaining myself I have proven the capacity and I've even bettered the capacity that I have to actually make content come to life. Another individual that I saw is an, uh, an Instagram account I used to follow and I still follow and it was a, they had this uh, it, like a spoof uh, comic strip of African American takes on the Justice League. It's called the Trill League. And the Trill League put up a post on Instagram. If you're, if you're online right now, just go to your Instagram and just type Trill League. T-R-I-L-L, then League. Like Justice League, but now Trill. From the Trill, right? And then when you look at that part, uh, at that post, I want you to look, to scroll down, you'll probably see a post that says, an announcement has been made where 50 Cent is going to take that and bring it into animation. A whole new birth of a product. Same way that it happened for a comic, uh, a newspaper uh, comic strip called Boondocks ended up becoming one of the most popular uh, cult-followed cartoons in African-American community and if not the global community. And I think about that stuff and I'm a guy who loves shows like um, Adventure Time though I don't watch as much but I love Rick and Morty and I love what Rick and Morty looks like and I love the flagrancy that Rick and Morty has and I think all those guys when they made those projects they didn't expect them to have the, the cultish existence that they had but they all did it for them to enjoy themselves and see if the rest of the world will enjoy them and I'm certain they've made copious amounts of money thanks to them being free of what they want to do. I mean see that happen for many other products around the world it just means that i just need to be patient enough for the time to happen for me and i'm not scared of that i look forward to the moment that comes to pass so should you be patient with me maybe the, pro the project will actually be released and then everything else comes perfectly i mean there's one thing i was thinking about this morning when i was leaving the compound walking to the office i'm lucky to be able to walk to the place i work and it was this thought of how in many cases, people in visual arts or in animation or in film, the, the idea of retirement doesn't hit until you die. By that, I mean this. Some of the most successful filmmakers started their careers at age 40, age 30, age 29, age 50. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The late great Stan Lee, who we lost, made Spider-Man when he was 39. Think about that. I mean, to have 
something that continues to make money and continues to be a force of nature but you made it in your late years in your what, you, what are considered years you're supposed to be taking a break and taking it easy flying to florida to be relaxed maybe that's why they say don't do it for money maybe that's the formula maybe that's what we're missing maybe that's what, why we need to question ourselves and ask ourselves why it's important for us to do even more but i'll let you be the judge all our paths are different you get to choose what your path looks like say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all thank you very very much for constantly supporting this podcast and constantly listening to it and even giving it the chance to of actually me having my rambles become a part of your life and maybe even finding your own solutions for how you want to see things happen financially or otherwise until the next episode be good be blessed take care of yourself and the holidays are upon us take time to be around those you love and better yourself vet yourself and see how best you can be next year till next time uno